Here's Alexis Sanchez! What a finish! Walcott's going to go through and score! Into the middle, Giroud! It's two! Hello, I'm Russell Hargreaves, welcoming you to the Arsenal Weekly Podcast. On today's show, we're talking to a couple of academy graduates in the form of Jack Wilshire and Francis Cocklam. The pair were part of the victorious FA Youth Cup team of 2009 and then won the FA Cup with the senior team in 2015. First up, we're talking to Francis as he discusses motivation with Arsenal Media's Carl Finocchiaro. Let's just cut straight to the chase. What motivates you? What makes you do what you want to do as a footballer? Well, first of all, because uh, I always liked football. It's my passion. So obviously, to uh, turn a passion into uh, my work is something like I don't think many people can do. So obviously, this is a motivation. But then obviously, I've got motivation as well from the outside, from my family. Uh, yeah, so close family, everything. So yeah, motivates me. What do you mean your family motivates you? Do, they, do you do it for them in a way? You represent them? Yeah, yeah, for them in a way. And uh, they're always behind me. Uh, the missus always behind me. Uh, the kids as well. Uh, they f- I finish football, I come back home. They're still playing football. So, and then they want me to play or to be the referee. So, no, they're always behind, the t- they're behind me, behind the team. And uh, so, yeah, so it's a drive for me to obviously make sure they, they're proud of me. Is that, do you kind of have them with you, you like just having them in the back of your mind, this little support network, your family, is that, does that kind of drive and push you through sometimes when you're maybe not feeling the best? Yeah, of course, it's always nice to have support from, uh, from the family. I think even friends, uh, to drop a little text before the game or after the game when uh, something goes wrong or it goes well. So uh, it's nice to have, uh, yeah, the, the close people around you to, to support you. Outside of those kinds of motivation, what I was talking about before, how do you, you get inspired? Yeah, yeah, I'm trying to get inspiration from everywhere. Yeah, obviously different sport. Uh, uh, yeah, I watch a lot of basketball as well. So for the minute, it's all about Stephen Curry. What he does is just uh, against uh, a few nights ago, what he done uh, against Oklahoma City. It's just yeah, you you pick up stuff from uh, from everywhere, even some. In the movies as well, sometimes uh, I watched uh, any given Sunday the other day with the speech and that. Uh, so, no, nah, no, nah, I pick up from uh, from any sport, and uh, I think there's great champion in any sport. So you can you can get a lot from it from anyone. Yeah, we're talking about basketball. I think the like of Michael Jordan. Obviously, it's not really my my age, but uh, what he's done, and obviously you you hear from him any ger- generation before. So. Yeah, any sport really, as I was saying, like there's great champion. He went for us in France, we've got uh, handball. We've got like great team of handball. Every Olympic Games, every Europe uh, Championship, they, they're pretty much in the final every time. So you can pick up from anyone. It's not just about what they do on the court or anything like that. It's also a lot about behind the scenes. Does that mean as much to you about their on-court or on-field? Yeah, obviously, like sort of about... Uh, like people look at it and uh, think, uh, yeah, they just come and turn up and play on the, on a Sunday. But obviously, a lot of work and uh, uh, obviously we we do a great job. Football is a, is a great job, but I think people need to not to forget that it's, it's tough as well. And uh, we do a lot of work and uh, obviously outside we we can enjoy like we we would like sometimes as well. So I think. Uh, 
it's a great job. Uh, obviously, I wouldn't change for anything in the world, but uh, it demands a lot of things. Are you as intense in training as you are on the pitch? Do you have a dial that you turn up and down? Like, what are you? What's your balance? Well, uh, I think I'm a, um, I'm quite a good a good trainer. I like I like to to put a bit of effort in the, in every session because. Um, I, I got I got always told like uh, you train you play like you train so I'm trying uh, every training session to to make the most of it and uh, yeah uh, maybe I'm a little bit more aggressive uh, when it comes to the Saturday or the Sunday but I'm uh, I'm not far from it uh, every day in a week. How much of motivation is proving what you can do to other people? Like this is what I can do. I got to show these people. Yeah, I think uh, I think. Through my whole life, you know, uh, you always get across people that, that think you're not going to do something out of your life. And uh, it's always nice. It's, uh, it's a motivation that you keep somewhere in your head. And I think, uh, okay, well, that's what you think. Now I'm going to show you what's going to happen. Like I said, you're, like, I've noticed you in the tunnel when we're at games, and you're a pretty intense dude. Do you just get into a zone? What's, what's your thing? I used to work in motorsport, and, and motorcyclists would just put their helmet on an hour before a race and just sit there. What's your zone? What's your, your method on a game day? Well, um, I pray do the same every, every week. So, <clears throat> yeah, um, listen a bit of music when I get to the stadium. Once I arrive into the locker, turn everything off, uh, send a little message to the missus, yeah, I just got to the stadium now, leave me alone, basically. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I start getting ready, so now I do my preparation, activate all the muscles, and then, uh, yeah, my head is in the game. So, um, yeah, as soon as I, I cross this uh, tunnel when I just go on the pitch, I, I know it's going to be tough because uh, every week is tough games, so, and I'm ready, I'm ready for the fight. You don't seem like a dude that needs to get worked up for a game. It looks like you're just on. Uh, what, what's that, that final walkout onto the pitch? What's going through your mind? Are you trying to calm yourself down? Trying to psych yourself up? Are you thinking about tactics? Like what, what's that moment like for you? Yeah, well, I, just the most important thing for me is to, to be really ready physically for the game. So I'm trying to get, to get a good warm-up under my belt. And then... Uh, yeah, obviously, I uh, give a little look to the other team and see if they're up for it as well, because I know I'm up for it. And then, uh, no, I think uh, it's pretty, pretty well, as, as I said, you know, it's pretty similar to what I do every week. As soon as I cross the line and get on the pitch, I know I'm ready. So anyone who wants to come, I'm ready for them. Do you, are you one of these geezers that doesn't like to look across at the guys in the tunnel? Or do you like to, to make eye contact like a boxer? Yeah, I think it's, uh, it's I think it's a shame. It's it's getting less and less now. It, back in the days, it used to be like you felt like you were winning games even before to get in the in the pitch. And uh, yeah, maybe sometimes we we like a little bit of this. But um, yeah, I don't mind looking at people in the eyes and and not talking, but just like they see the eyes and think, yeah, today's gonna be you're gonna have me on your back and it's gonna be tough. So yeah, I think uh, it's nice. It's nice to have that. We used to we used to have a manager when I was uh, in the national team that used to tell us the the game starts in the tunnel. Even the way you shake hands, you can you 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 send them a message in the way you shake your your hand, and then it was true. You know, when you look at 
when you give like a hand like this and and someone who's firm and look at you in the eyes you think ooh but do you think that that energy and that intensity you've kind of got to bring it because it's contagious in a way like you you if you're at that level you know you can bring others with you yeah i think uh we've got especially here you know we've got so much quality that uh if we do put this uh this effort in i don't think anyone can compete with us so and i think we do it's just uh, sometimes uh it's, it's difficult you know uh, we we playing teams as well who are strong and but um yeah as you said as well i think it's contagious you know you see one you see two you think oh, uh, i want to do this for my for my teammate as well he just lost the ball basically you just want to count on anyone you know you lose the ball and you know okay i lost the ball but i know the guy behind me he's got my back so yeah i think um I think when you get that sen- feeling or this sensation I think yeah nothing can happen to you. What about the other side like if you're that intense on a match day and you give that much over what's the post match Francis like are you just like leave me alone everyone do you get over do you get over it really quickly or do you just sit there replaying everything in your mind like what's what's that period of your day like on a on a match day? Yeah I guess I guess I'm not uh I'm not a good person to be after the game because I usually We usually quite, uh, get a lot of uh, arguments with my, the missus after the games because I, I'm not really there. You know, what I mean, sometimes she wants to to have like deep conversation and like like massive subject about the kids, about I don't know, and I'm just I answer like something is nothing to do with what she just asked me. So she would be like, "Come on, just wake up. You know, the game is done now." So it's difficult because uh, especially when it goes wrong you think what well, what happened we should have done that I should have done that I should have maybe there I should have done that so if, yeah you play the game in in your head and many times and uh, yeah it's difficult but I'm trying to work on that because obviously you know every week uh, you demand a lot from the family and that so obviously when it's done you, you want to obviously do something uh, different because uh football is a big part but you there's all the stuff as well so you need to cut loose a little bit when when you can last question for this section what's the secret to getting through this disappointed period and then bang being back on it again is there some trick <clears throat> well i think uh we always any any team or any player going through uh, bad patches and uh i think you need to to have belief in yourself you know you you know a different player a week to another it's just uh just need to keep working hard i think uh you don't lose your quality it's just sometimes it's just you need a little click and then uh, it goes back to normal but i think um because it's a team sport i think uh when someone is is down it's so it's it's always it's also about the players around you who just lift you up and uh put you back in the right direction because uh, we we're always going through uh, bad patches but that's good not at the same time most of the time so when someone is a little bit bad and you can come and try to lift you up so and where work is going for work so if you want if you want to to make it better you you can and it's adams put through by bold would you believe it or charlie george you can hit him Thomas! Right at the end! 
On the 22nd of July 2006, Emirates Stadium opened its doors for the very first time as it played host to its first game. Ajax were the visitors for Dennis Bergkamp's testimonial. The first game at Emirates fittingly saw the club pay tribute to one of the most exceptional talents ever to grace Highbury. After 11 years and 120 goals, Dennis Bergkamp pulled on an Arsenal shirt for the final time in a very special game against one of his former clubs, Ajax. A galaxy of Gunners greats assembled for this historic occasion, as well as some of the more celebrated Ajax aces of the past. The legends would play the second half of the game after the current teams played the first 45 minutes. Class Jan Huntelaar put the visitors ahead, writing his name into the record books as the first scorer in the new stadium in the process. And it was a couple of Gunners legends who struck next to decide the contest. And he's going to score. Thierry Henry. And how inappropriate is that? The greatest name of the modern Arsenal gets the first goal for Arsenal in the brand new Emirates Stadium. Canu, Canu, and deflected and in. Oh, Bostani Menzo. Canu's almost in tears. I think he wanted Dennis to get the goal, but it's Canu's goal for Arsenal. This was the last time we'd see Dennis in an Arsenal shirt, and the occasion was a fitting opening to Arsenal's new home. We'll have another history lesson in our next show, but next we're going to hear from Jack Wilshire. Jack Wilshire spent most of last season recovering from injury, but is now back to full fitness and featured for England in this summer's European Championships in France. Here's his chat with Arsenal media's Carl Finocchiato, where he spoke in depth about the FA Youth Cup victory of 2009. Now, I remember you did the first interview you did off the pitch after you won the FA Cup in 2014. You said it reminded you of that feeling of 2009. Why did it leave such a lasting impression? Um... I think because it was my first thing, first feeling of winning something, you know, and if it felt like I was getting closer and closer to the first team, it was more real. It was the FA Youth Cup. You know, it wasn't, it wasn't about developing anymore. It was about knockout football where you had to win to get to the next round. And we, you know, it was important as well because we'd been together as a group of, of players for eight to ten years, and to finally win something that actually mattered, and the club hadn't won it for a long time. So that, that was special. What was the camaraderie like in the group? It's really different when you're a bunch of teenagers. Yeah, um, it was different. I mean, Francis was there, so he could tell you more as well. But it's different, you know, because uh, as I said, week in, week out, you, you're trying to develop. Okay, you want to win, you want to learn how to win. But most importantly, the coach is looking at how you're developing. And then all of a sudden, you, you have to learn how to deal with knockout football. So it's definitely a different feeling because now we're in the first team. It's about winning week in, week out. Is that you know? I, I watch a lot of college sports. They reckon college is a bit more pure because it's it's not about the money. It's not about anything. It's just about a bunch of mates achieving something. Do you know what they're talking about there? Do you agree with that to a, to an extent? Um, a part of me agrees with it. A part of me doesn't because even now, you know, okay, it's our job and we get paid for it. But why we started out playing football when we were six or seven is because we love the game. And I suppose even up to to youth team level, you know, where you you're still you're getting paid, but I mean, you're getting paid nothing really. And it's still about developing and learning and sort of aspiring to get into the first team and, you know, make it your job. Do you feel close to the guys from the 09 team? Do you feel like you bonded in a special way? Yeah, we did. As I said, you know, we were together for a lot of us for eight to ten years. 
you know, so we grew up together and you know, we were friends and we do have a, a special relationship, you know, and even now if I bump into him, we still talk about that and, and Francis is obviously still here and, you know, we still have a little chat about it. Do you keep track of where they're at? Do you ever Google them like the rest of us? Yeah, I know where most of them are. You know, I mean, they've all made careers out of the game. They're all playing to a to a decent level, and you know it's a shame because I thought a few of them could have really gone on and made a difference at Arsenal, or if not at Arsenal, somewhere else in the Premiership. Um, in terms of guys that have gone on to play pro football, could you tell at that moment in '09? Did you look around and think, "Oh, we've got a good group here. A lot of these guys are going to make careers." Yeah, I think we, you know, you don't really think about it. When you're when you're in the moment and you're playing and you're trying to get get to the first thing because it still feels like a long a long way away when you're you know you're training you're playing the youth team and you're looking at the first team and it's a big step up but you know when we look back now you know and you you look at no disrespect to the youth teams now but you look at them and you know of course there's some good players in there but when when I look back at our team that we were all good players we all we went onto the pitch week in week out knowing that you know we're better than these if we we play to the best of our abilities, we're going to win. And it was the same in the Youth Cup as well. Jet, Henry Lansbury, Kyle Bartley all made it to the fringes of the first team, but you and Francis are the only ones that really established yourself. Does that give you an indicator of kind of how high the standard is here at Arsenal? Is that what it's all about? Yeah, as I said, it's a big, it's a massive step up, even from reserves to the first team. The whole mentality changes, you know, it's more aggressive, you need to win, there's pressure from the boss. and and the fans, you know, you play in front of 60,000. So some, some players can can deal with that and others others struggle to. But I think, you know, if you look f- through the Premiership, you know, if there was at any other club, they would have been playing in the first team. But, you know, the standard here is high. And, and fair play to the boss as well, because he's obviously under some pressure as well to, to get Champions League, to win titles, to win FA Cups. and. To stick with the young players and, and give them a chance is credit to him and credit to us as well. One of the guys who gave a chance is Francis. I mean, how well is he doing now? Um, do you have a special bond with him? Do you feel like you've been in this big long ride together? And his has been very different to yours. Yeah, we do. You know, he's probably he's probably now my best friend in the team. You know, we've been together, f- as you said, for what is it now, seven, eight years. So we are good friends, and you know, not it's it's just we have like a. Um, like a special relationship where you know we're not, we don't like hang, we don't hang out together. We're not, but we know that we're there for each other because we've been there from the start. Yeah, is it is it kind of a different vi- is a different vibe with him because you guys knew each other when you were kids. It's not like when you know when you meet each other and you're an adult. It's a different vibe. Yeah. Is it kind of is it because of that you think it's a bit different? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but it's because as well we, as I said before, the the mentality in the youth team is different. So we know we both know what it's like to step up, and we know what it's like back there. And you know we had the same coach, and now is Steve Boldy's worked with the first team, so it's it's quite nice. Uh, Boldy as a manager, I'm guessing from when I've spoken to Boldy, there's probably pretty straight talking. Uh, what was he like as a gaffer? Was he was he good? Yeah, he was. He was you know probably one probably the best coach I've ever worked with to now. You know he is he was strict, but you knew that you couldn't mess around. You know you knew. That we had to have the right attitude every day in training. He knew what it, it could take, it would take to get you to the first team. So you listened to him, you respected him, and you know, in the odd time you fell out of line, he weren't afraid to tell you. I'm not going to say he's a scary guy, but can you imagine having played against Boldy? How, how yeah. frightening! Well, I remember him as a coach. You know, it's a bit different now because 
obviously in the first team is you're dealing with different pressures, different players. But I remember when we was in the youth team, you know, a few times that, you know, he'd been in my face screaming and shouting and not just me, the others and it worked. You know, some players like that, me personally, I like that type of coach who, who's not afraid to tell you, you know, you walk in at half time and he's not afraid to dig you out and tell you and he was definitely one of them. Cool. Last one. How much do you think something, experiencing success at a young age, <clears throat> winning something like that, how, how important do you think that is in teaching you a lesson that you can use later on in life, how to win, for example? Yeah, as I said before, you know, that football, football when you're that age, is, is all about developing and, and you know, making yourself a better player. But I, me personally, I think part of that development is learning to win because, you know, you, you can't not learn that and then all of a sudden go into the first team and you've got to win week in, week out. You know, some people say, oh, it's about developing and, and making making the player better, but the result doesn't matter. But for me, winning is part and parcel of the football and that's what you want to learn to do. That's full time for this week's Arsenal Weekly Podcast and we're back on Wednesday the 3rd of August when we'll be hearing from both David Seaman and Charlie George. To make sure you don't miss that, you can subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or follow the Arsenal SoundCloud page. Until then, it's bye for now and come on, you got us. The Arsenal Weekly Podcast.